What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins, joined, as always, by David Lake. Another instant reaction uh, edition of our podcast. Tonight, we're talking Miami, Louisville, the Hurricanes, down the Cardinals, 52-27 to behind a six-touchdown performance from Jaron Williams. He sets the school record with six uh, touchdowns. It was kind of unreal. Uh, more importantly, the Hurricanes have now won three straight. They are bowl eligible. There was a point at this a point this season where we weren't sure if that was obtainable, but um, this team seems to be firing on all cylinders. Really, David, your just initial takeaways from uh, the parking lot of Hard Rock Stadium. Well, you got to start with Jaron Williams, right? Uh, those six touchdowns were impressive. I think. Kind of, you could make the argument each one of those touchdowns showed a different facet of Jaron's passing ability. He hit the deep shot to D. Wiggins while being hit, which was impressive. Uh, he was patient on a screen to DJ Dallas, didn't throw it too soon when Dallas was covered, waited for him to get open, and then gave him the ball. And then my personal favorite was the last touchdown pass he threw, which was a Absolute dime to Mike Harley, which showed great anticipation, great touch, great trajectory. Just dropped it in a zone kind of into the end zone for a, about a 28-yard touchdown, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think we saw – we continue to see Jaron uh, gaining confidence. It's he, he did say after the game that he feels like the game is kind of slowing down for him, and it, it looks that way on the field, to be honest. He's – kind of attempting throws that we didn't necessarily see him attempt early in the year when he was kind of holding on to the ball too long. Now he's getting the ball out. He's more confident with making his reads. And I think the Hurricanes might have a legit quarterback. Absolutely. I think it's easy after, I mean, the past two weeks, and I guess you could toss in that Pittsburgh game, to see why Manny Diaz and Danny Enos have been so adamant that this is Jaron Williams team and we're assuming he's fully healthy I mean I, I who knows if he was actually ever ever injured but man I mean he is it's like you said he's making a lot of good throws I thought the stats probably won't back this up and I haven't looked I mean Miami only with 449 yards of total offense but I thought this was the offense is by far the best game yeah um and it just the offensive line uh they were good uh, they finally were able to get the run game going, and I think that's a bit of a product of just kind of uh, Louisville's deficiencies, but it was encouraging to see that. And you got to remember, Miami was playing probably without one of their top offensive players in Brevin Jordan. I mean, Will Mallory finally stepped up. They found a way to get him involved. Um, and I think if, if, me, you know, if, if we had a guess who would have scored uh, all these touchdowns, it wouldn't have been D. Wiggins and Mike Harley. I mean, the emergence of D. Wiggins has just been uh, – not shocking, but I mean, I'm so surprised. It's surprised. I mean, he's got some deep speed, and um, you know, it, it, just to see those two make the plays and not Jeff Thomas and Mark Pope uh, was a bit surprising. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, you got to give both those guys, D. Wiggins and Mike Harley, are honestly, I think, two of the hardest workers on the offense, and, and that hard work is kind of showing through. I think, too, you know, talking about the defense, um, obviously they allowed way too many yards. But I think on the flip side of that, when that does happen, 
you need to get turnovers. And Miami did that. Miami got three turnovers on the day. Um, and so that kind of erased all those yardage, all that yardage that Louisville was able to pick up on offense. And look, to be honest, like Louisville does have some impressive offensive personnel with their skilled positions. Javion Hawkins, their running back, is really impressive with his speed to the edges. Tutu Atwell, his speed, you know, in person at the stadium was was kind of stunning. Like he was by far the fastest player on the field, and he just glided past Miami's defenders when he had any space. Um, so yeah, I guess from a defensive standpoint, they got the turnovers. They also did get a lot of tackles for loss. I think fourteen on on the day, so they were getting those negative plays, which is always a bad thing for the offense. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely some things that need to be tightened up on defense. But overall, I think they played good enough to win. Uh, it's because in the pregame podcast, we did mention that they got to limit and contain Tutu Atwell and, and Javion Hawkins. And I think those guys combined for close to 233 yards, if my math's correct, uh, right here. Um, so, look, I mean, Miami, did they contain him? Probably not, but... Um, I thought they held them in, in check for the most part. I mean, we we, we said you, you got to stop those guys, and and the offense has got to score points. I mean, if, if the offense didn't score points, then this is maybe a, a real close game, just just kind of based on how it, it shook out. I mean, Louisville did score twenty seven points. I do agree with your assessment. I really like what Scott Satterfield's got going on at Louisville. Like, I think that is a good team. Um, I'm not saying they're a great team or anything like that, but uh, like they they and, and you got to remember they had a bye week to kind of prepare and, and scheme and draw things up. I think that first two two out well. I mean they try to attack Mike Pickney right away, who we know is not great in coverage, uh, and they were able to do that. Um, David, who would you kind of give some game balls to? Obviously the the easy ones, Jaron Williams for his performance. I think there was only what like one throw where it was almost intercepted. We were like, whoa. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a second one. I think he was hit and he was trying to go back to, to Mark Pope. So who kind of stood out for you? Who who? Maybe was it a senior on senior day? Yeah, I would give one. Honestly, I want to give one to the offensive line. Um, you know, look, are they still – they're still not good, but they are getting better. They continue to improve. They're playing serviceable, I guess is how I would, how I would put it. And Jaron Williams' bottom line was sacked once. Um so that's an improvement that might I think that's their lowest sack yeah, that they've allowed this yeah. season maybe so besides maybe Bethune besides outside of Bethune so that is definitely uh, a step in the right direction I would also give a sneaky game ball to Al Blades who you know he made plays today man he he tipped a ball on a punt that went short like 20 something yards he rushed the punt fumble by Tutu Atwell that was later recovered by Jimmy Murphy, and he had a pick. Uh, now he did get beat earlier in the game on a on a shot, uh, maybe right before halftime. I don't remember, but yeah. overall, I think Al Blades made an impact in the game, so I'd give him a ball, a game ball. And then you know, look, I think Mike Harley, obviously, D Wiggins made plays. Will Mallory too, stepping up for an injured Brevin Jordan. Uh, catching a touchdown pass, which I think is encouraging. You know, I do think it would be a good thing for the Miami offense to get Will Mallory going a little bit more here towards the end of the season. So overall, it was a good team win. I know it's not fun to talk about 
uh, penalty yardage, but Miami limited those penalty yards too. I think they had like five for 55 and two of those were probably, uh, not smart penalties by Scott patch. And so it, it could have been even less to be honest. Whereas Louisville had what 14 for yeah. 140 or something. So, you know, my Manny talks about the hidden yardage of special teams and penalties and Miami once again, dominated in those phases against Louisville. Yeah, Miami also 5 for 10 on third down. That might be their best clip of the season uh, against an FBS opponent. 5 for 5 in the red zone on scoring chances. Camden Price, you know, he made the field goal, made the extra points. It seems like they finally have it figured out. Um, some quick recruiting notes while, while we got you guys listening. Justin Flo, everyone's asking. He did make it in for his official visit, so the nation's number one linebacker was at Hard Rock Stadium. I spotted him with my own two eyes. Uh, people are already asking me if – I can read facial expressions. Uh, I do not know how, how how he thought the game went, but I'm sure he had a good time. He'll be here, or he will be in South Florida until Monday. Jalen Harrell, the other official visitor, uh, his will wrap it up on Sunday. So make sure you guys are staying locked to uh, Miami.247sports.com to get the full kind of visit recaps. Some other guys just off the top of my head that were there, uh, Jaden Francois, Devontae Brown was back. Chris Washington, their offensive line commit from Tennessee, he flew down. He was kind of a surprise visitor. And then you had Jonathan Dennis, uh, the offensive lineman who's committed to Oregon. Um, so it was pretty good for recruiting. Uh, David, the last question I got for you, uh, is this team going 8-4? and four? Like, I mean, it just seems like they've done a complete 180. I think the line you used in one of your stories was what a difference a month can make. It seems like this, this thing has snowballed and they, they really got it rolling. Yeah, I mean, I think they are going to go 8-4. and four. Um, You know, this team is hitting its stride. Um, you know, FIU should be a win, and then you got to hit the road against Duke and end the season with the win. And right now, there's no reason to believe that they won't pull that off. I mean, Duke certainly will present challenges in their own right. Um, but with the way this team's playing, they do seem to be more focused, um, you know, I don't know if you want to believe it in team meetings, being able to turn around a season, but that does seem to be the case with this team. They just seem to be on a different level since that, you know, going into Pittsburgh game team meeting. Um, so, yeah, I think Miami's going to – I do see 8-4 and four happening. I see them going into bowl season with a lot of momentum. And if they pull off a win in a bowl game, that's 9-4. and four. Your team has a ton of momentum recruiting's looking good and year one of of the manny diaz era is a success in my mind wow just that's one way to that's one way to put it yeah drop the mic all right guys that'll do it uh we'll have pro football focus grades up on the site um visitors list like i said justin flow scoop jalen harrell scoop uh and we'll get this thing cranking miami on a bye next week so the coaches will definitely be out on the road recruiting uh we do have a special offer that will expire if you're still listening to this on Sunday. You guys can go VIP, get two months for $1. If you guys are on the fence, this is the time to do it. I mean, David just said he's pro- projecting Miami to be, to be like in the Camping World Bowl at, nine, at 8 and 4. So let's do it. We'll talk to you guys next time. Later.